With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Good evening, everyone. This is Friday, July 22nd, 2016, and welcome to this Friday edition of the Mothership Broadcast, episode number 192, where we're one year older and continuing to be bolder. Of course, the Mothership Broadcast, as I, as I mentioned, of the radio network, WWS Revolution. I'm, of course, Mr. WWS, Chad Henshaw, back on the line here with you. <clears throat> and, of course, we'll dive into do some wrestling news and views here momentarily, and, of course, some uh, history and birthdays here. But first, uh, by all means, let me go ahead and and, and, uh, in, and, introduce, and introduce you to... <clears throat> And introduce you here to, of course, uh, who we have here thus far on on the panel. Way too tough to handle tonight. And of course, I have the one and the only premier WCWS News Tag Team. It is the one and the only King Ice. <clears throat> and of course, I have the one and the only the man, the myth, and the legend, one of the King and W O himself, GTS Gerard T. Smith. He is, of course, a 2014 WWS Hall of Famer. Of course, <clears throat> excuse me, I, I got something stuck in my throat. Pardon me. <clears throat> and and of course, uh, <clears throat> son of a don't you just hate when you get something stuck in your throat when you're trying to do something here? <clears throat> uh, let me let me restart that. Your premier WS News Tag Team King Ice, of course, like I said, the one and the only King and WF himself, GTS Gerard T. Smith. Of course, he's a 2014 WS <clears throat> uh, Hall of Famer. Of course, he is of course the the mainstay of the radio network and the COO of WS. That's what I want. My apologies about that, Gerard. Has something stuck in my throat. My apologies. 
Uh, of course, his partner is the Iceman himself, J.D. Jeremy Geronimo, of course, a 2015 Hall of Famer. He's also a part of Raw Radio and all of our other shows here in the radio network. <clears throat> uh, gentlemen, welcome to 192 of the one and the only Mothership Revo- Revolution. Indeed. Uh, thank you very much, sir, gentlemen. And like I said, of course, tonight we'll be tackling, of course, the old standby here with some wrestling news and views. And, of course, Human Suppress Machine John Gross has not yet arrived, so I'll be taking care of some history and some birthdays here tonight, plus some general wrestling discussion, and who knows what we'll also be getting in here, in, in here to, into here tonight. But before we get, on, get into all that, uh, uh, I think we need to, Gerard, I think we need to let some folks know on how they can get in, get in on all the action here. Uh, so if you can just let the great folks know on how they can do all that, then go ahead and, and dive on in here to the news and views. And I will be right back there, partner. All right. Get a battery charger, a battery, coat hangers, and tinfoil. And you can shock your way to WCW US Revolution 1724-444-7444. The ID number is 138055. Press pound, press 1. You can talk to any of us right now. In this Sunday's our preview show at 5 o'clock. So tune in. It's the same number, the same ID number. And we'll meet you there. WWE Battleground will be this Sunday at 8 o'clock, I think. On the WWE Network for $9.99. You all right, J.D.? I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm just listening to you. Go ahead. All right. (laughs) And don't forget to tune in to Monday. uh, Monday Day Raw. Monday Radio Raw. Raw Radio. Yes. Where you'll hear... JD, the Iceman, John, the Human Suplex Machine, and of course me, chat on uh, chat on the chat box. The ID number is one three eight seven four four for that same number, and I told you the ID. Tune in for that; it should be a great show, like always. Yes, we will be uh, breaking down battleground for you because John will be there at the pay-per-view Sunday night. And, of course, Raw will be here in Pittsburgh on Monday night where I will be attending. That's pretty awesome. You're pretty excited, eh, J.D.? Should be a good show. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to seeing Finn Balor in action. Don't forget, my boys, the club. You better be taking pictures of the club. Well, depending on where we're sitting, I'll try to get some shots on my cell phone if I can. Otherwise, if my friend has a few on his cell phone, I'm going to borrow it from his uh, Facebook page and just uh, steal it from him and say, hey, I'm borrowing these for a little bit. He won't mind. Cool, cool. Raw has a pretty good roster. Yeah, they do. They really do. They really do. I um, went went over the... uh, Looked at the list again today, however, and uh, it was pretty good, however. Got some uh, crazy non-wrestling stories, non-wrestling stories today I was reading about. So, 
There's some interesting developments going on there, however. Um, okay, guys, I'm back there. Uh, uh, do we have all the news? We haven't started yet. We were waiting for you. Okay, gonna, yeah. I'm going to start the news now. Okay, go ahead, bud. I'm ready to go. Right, let's go. All I'm right. Ready. Let's go. I was just waiting for you to get back. Oh, yes, sir. Go right ahead. I'm ready to go. Okay. All right. That's good news. Or I don't know if it's good news, but it's, let's see. Let's see what we got. All right. Update on the backstage fight on SmackDown. As noted Tuesday, there was a backstage fight between Simon Gotch and Sin Cara at the live SmackDown event in Worcestershire. There was said to be a quick and one-sided destruction in favor of Kara. No word yet on what started the fight. WWE officials have recently discussed doing more squash matches on TV with the idea it's better to get new talent over. Reported on the latest edition of Wrestling's River Radio that Lesnar will definitely not be suspended by WWE. The SummerSlam match will Randy Orton will go on as planned. We noted before LA Times Lance <laughs> Hugmeyer that Lesnar reportedly tested positive for Asheron Blocker, Kimona Dean, which is a common among bodybuilders. Looking to increase testosterone while cycling off steroids. The substance should be confirmed soon as the USADA will be to hold a hearing. While WWE will not be spending Lesnar, his drug test failures did not change plans as we scheduled to be number one pick this past Tuesday night. But he ended up being drafted to Raw at number eight. WWE Tag Team Champions The New Day revealed at Comic-Con in San Diego today that Budio cereal is a real thing. Boxes of cereal are now available at the FYE stores at the pre-sale began today. According to IGN, Big E told fans during a Q&A panel that the cereal actually tastes phenomenal, he said. 
Boxes are available at FYE.com, and the pre-sale launches today. It's a very real thing. The taste is phenomenal. It really does. We just tried it a couple days ago. It's real. The cereal will be available across the country on August 5th for $12 a box. Are you nuts? Uh, Yeah, okay. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I tagged JD in on that note. All right, uh, we got a couple of stories. Uh, first off, TNA uh, this week, however, went up to 362,000 viewers, up from 358,000 viewers. Uh, some tragedy to report, however, outside of the wrestling ring, however, in other sports news. Tyree Coe, Oklahoma State basketball player, died from an enlarged heart yesterday afternoon. The 21-year-old Ford, who just recently transferred, did not appear to be struggling during yesterday's workout, however, at Boone's Pick and Steam, according to OSU spokesman Gary Shutt at a news conference. After the workout, Koger, of course, sat down, and when the team went to check on him, they noticed there were issues. The team called 911, and paramedics arrived at 5.08 p.m. Koger arrived at Stillwater Medical Center about 40 minutes later, however, and was pronounced dead at 6.25 p.m. The temperature, according to the Stillwater News Press, it was 99 degrees with a heat index of 105, believe it or not. Apparently, they say he died from an enlarged heart, however. Also, speaking of tragedy, however, Dennis Green, the former Minnesota Vikings and Arizona Cardinals coach, however, and as well as the University of Stanford coach, died of cardiac arrest earlier today at the age of 67. Our thoughts and prayers are with him and his family at this hour. Also, another non-related news, however, Steelers running back Le'Veon Bell could be suspended for the first four games after apparently telling the NFL and the Pittsburgh Steelers organization itself, however, he did not know when a drug test was uh, coming, so it looks like he might be missing the first four games of the year. And Dallas Cowboys rookie and former OSU superstar Ezekiel could be in trouble with the NFL himself already. According to reports however, from Columbus, Ohio, and ESPN, a woman who says she is his former living girlfriend has accused the former Buckeye of assaulting her multiple times over the past week. The woman, who has been identified as Tiffany Thompson, told police that Elliot assaulted her while they sat in a parked car early this morning, according to one police report. She then told police that she had pain in her right wrist and a red mark but has declined medical treatment, according to the report. Four witnesses, including one who was sitting in the car at the time of the alleged assault, are told police that they did not observe an assault. But Thompson has also accused Elliot of striking her, quote, several times and leaving bruises on her arms over a five-day period from Saturday to Wednesday, according to a second police report. Elliot, however, told police and he never touched Thompson in a harmful manner, saying she suffered the bruises during a bar fight and recently turned 21 today. He is denied assaulting the woman and told police that he has never lived with her and as of now has not been arrested yet or charged with a crime, even though camp is a week away. Of course, we'll keep you up to date with the bell status, and it looks like he will probably miss the first four games of the season. And as far as Elliot goes, we don't know what Roger Goodell plans to do as of yet. So we will definitely keep you up to date with that. <clears throat> Okay, uh, George, A.D., thank you very much. King Yanis, ladies and gentlemen, is your premier WWS News tag team to bring all the wrestling news that's fit to print. And, of course, if it doesn't fit, they will definitely make it fit. And, of course, Gerard always teaches duct tape with him all the time. He always makes sure it fits. He always makes sure it fits. <clears throat> and let's see what the human Express machine, John Gross, is not here right now, so I will definitely take care of the wrestling history for today. July 22nd, let's see what we have on tap for here today. If I can just get the page working, uh, I will do. Everyone, just bear with me here for just one. 
for just one second here. Okay, yeah. Okay, this one is one of the most infamous stories in wrestling history, guys. I think y'all might remember this. On this day, I said July 22nd, 21 years ago. Uh, let me see here. That was put it at 1995, I do believe. Yes. <clears throat> in Uniondale, New York, Vince McMahon is acquitted on two counts of steroid distribution and one count of conspiracy to distribute steroids. And here is the story that came out of the Los Angeles Times. I've come out of Uniondale, New York. Promoter Vince McMahon. Oh, come here. Come on, don't do this to me. Oh, uh, real quick, we also, sorry, Ted, real quick, just to let you know, we have heard reports now the Usos will be facing Bizongo in the pre-show matchup, and there's also talk that MVP and Sean Benjamin could be making their way back to WWE. Sean Benjamin and who? MVP. Oh. And like I said, yep, and uh, we have also heard uh, for the pre-show it will be the team of Rizongo. Uh, in fact, Teddy Long says MVP and Sheldon Benjamin are report- returning to WWE, according to reports. And we understand that Rizongo will be taking on the Usos in the pre-show match this Sunday night in Washington. Mm-hmm. Okay, excellent. Very good. Thank you, Mr. Teddy. Promoter Vince McMahon, who transformed Reds into a multi-million dollar industry during the 1980s, was cleared Friday of charges that he fueled the sport's growth through a widespread steroid con- conspiracy. A federal jury acquitted McMahon of conspiring to distribute steroids among his heavyweight charges in the World Wrestling Federation. The panel deliberated 16 hours over two days before reaching its verdict. <clears throat> and this is, of course, coming from Mr. Man himself. I'm elated. Just like in wrestling, I, in the end, the good guys always win. At the time, McMahon was 48 years old. McMahon's family and friends joined wrestling fans. Family and friends joined wrestling fans in wild applause as the verdict was announced in a crowded courtroom. Despite the verdict, the trial did damage the reputation of both McMahon and one of the prosecution's key witnesses, Hulk Hogan. Hogan, appearing smaller than than when he ruled the WWF at 302 pounds, took the stand July 14th before a courtroom packed with wrestling fans and autograph hounds. The blonde wrestler admitted that he had injected and popped steroids for 13 years. Hogan McMahon never encouraged Hogan said McMahon never encouraged him to take steroids, although he acknowledged that they that they shared the drug during the 1980s. In an interesting side note, three days after Hogan took the stand, he won the WCW World Heavyweight Championship at Bash at the Beach. <clears throat> if you have a little time to kill, I recommend reading the timeline of the McMahon steroid trial on WWF Old School. Okay, so. Uh, so if you know where, so if you know about where that is, uh, so there you go. Uh, Twenty years ago today, that I put it at 1996 on Monday Night Raw from Seattle, Washington. WWF Champion Shawn Michaels and Intercontinental Champion Ahmed Johnson defeated the, the, the WWF Tag Team Champions, the Smoking Guns, by DQ. <clears throat> the Guns retained the tag team titles when a man in a blue gladiator suit attacked Johnson. The man in the blue suit, Farouk Assad, better known as, as former WCW World Heavyweight Champion Ron Simmons. Simmons was last seen on the national stage in WCW where he was their world champion during the latter half of 1992. His star quickly fell <clears throat> following the end of his title reign. 
but he remained with the promotion until September 1994. He briefly competed for ECW in late 1994 and early 1995. Okay. I did not know he could be in ECW for a little while. I didn't know that. 19 years ago here today, let's see, 19, let's see, I would put it at, uh, let's see, uh, <coughs> That'd probably be... What year are you looking for? It was 19 years ago today. 97. 97. Thank you very much, JD. On Monday, Nitro from Jacksonville, Florida, Ultimo Dragon defeated Lord Steven Regal to win the WCW World TV title. Okay. Ah, this one I think you guys... This pay-per-view, I think that you guys will definitely remember this. Uh, give me just a second here. Let me... Uh, 15 years ago here today, of course, in 2001, WWF presented Invasion in the Gun Arena in Cleveland, Ohio. Yeah. 17,964 were in attendance with a staggering 775,000 homes purchasing the event on pay-per-view. Here's some perspective on that number. WrestleMania 14, yeah, got 730,000 buys. WrestleMania 19 just got 560,000 buys. The 775,000 buys are the most for any non-WrestleMania ever, a record that will likely never be broken thanks to the advent of the WWE Network and major satellite providers, DirecTV and Dish, discontinuing offering WWE events. So there you go. Not bad. However, they were unable to sustain the momentum as they would lose more than half of their pay-per-view audience before the angle mercifully ended four months later. The majority of the show had WWF superstars taking on a conglomerate of ECW and WCW superstars, known at the time as the Coalition, later known as the Alliance, May invented by the inaugural brawl, a 10-man tag team match between the two squads. <clears throat> and here are the matches, uh, uh, ladies and gentlemen, from the, from the Invasion 2001. In a Sunday Night Heat pre-show match, Chavo Guerrero Jr. defeated Scotty Tuhati. Edge and Christian defeated Lance Storm and Mike Awesome. Earl Hebner defeated Nick Patrick. I remember that. That was a great match, the referee's match. Nick Foley was a special referee in that. The APA defeated Sean O'Hare and Chuck Palumbo. Billy Kidman defeated X-Pac. Raven defeated William Regal. Chris Canyon, Sean Stasiak, and Hugh Morris defeated the... The Showguns, Billy Gunn and The Big Show, and Albert. <laughs> the Showguns. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. Tajiri defeated Taz. Rob Van Dam defeated Jeff Hardy in a hardcore title. That was for better match. Stratus and Lita defeated Tory Wilson and Stacey Keebler in a bra and panties match. Mick Foley, once again, was a special guest referee. <laughs> I remember this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, of course, the big inaugural brawl, Booker T, DDP, Rhino, and the Dudley Boys defeated Steve Austin, Kurt Angle, Chris Jericho, The Undertaker, and Kane in the inaugural brawl match. Team WWF had the match in hand, but Austin stunned Angle just as he was going from the cover, costing his team the match. This would be the third time. There would be a 4th of November time that Austin turned in 2001. The third time that Austin turned in 2001. Okay. 
14 years ago here today, 2002, on Raw from Grand Rapids, Michigan, RVD defeated Jeff Hardy in a title-for-title title ladder match to unify the Intercontinental and European Championships. This was Hardy's second defeat in a ladder match in three weeks, having also lost a ladder match for the undefeated WWE title to The Undertaker. Yeah, that was a good match, too. The show ends with Brock Lesnar declaring himself a free agent and leaving for SmackDown. He and he joins that roster officially the next show and remains there until he leaves WWE in early 2004. I guess that was after the match he had with Goldberg at WrestleMania 20. Yeah, I believe so. Yes. Okay. Nine years ago today, that's put it at 2007. Yeah. WWE presented the Great American Bash for the HP Pavilion in San Jose, California. 13,034 were in attendance with 229,000 homes watching on pay-per-view, about the same number as the 2006 edition. In a pre-show match, Chuck Palumbo, the Masters, MVP, defeated Matt Hardy to retain the United States title. Hornswoggle defeated Chavo Guerrero through Naki. Hornswoggle, Jamie, Jamie Noble, Jimmy Wang Yang, and Shannon Moore to win the Cruiserweight title. Championship would be retired two months later by then SmackDown General Manager Vicky Guerrero, making the Hornswoggle the last man to hold the title. Carlito defeated the Sandman in a Singapore Kane on a pole match. That was a terrible match, I remember. Yeah. Candice Michelle defeated Molina to retain the women's title. Umaga defeated Jeff Hardy to retain the Intercontinental title. John Morrison defeated Cena Punk to retain the ECW title. Randy Orton defeated Dusty Rhodes in a Texas Bull Road match. I remember that. The Great Khali defeated Batista and Kane in a triple threat match to retain the World Heavyweight title. And John Cena defeated Bobby Lashley to retain the WWE Championship. <coughs> it's the final WWE show for Bobby Lashley. He takes some time off to get the, get the shoulder surgery he had put off since Backlash, but, but, but would be released by the company the following February. Okay. Seven years ago today at an impact taping, that seven would be 2009, at an impact taping at Universal Orlando, Mick Foley defeated Kevin Nash to win the TNA Legends Championship. Hmm. Four years ago today in Yamagata in Tokyo, Japan, five, yes, five championships changed hands. And guys, I am going to do what I can to try to pronounce half these names. <laughs> This is going to be fun. Um, and and y'all might, you might know some of this, so let's, let's give it a try. At a New Japan Pro Wrestling event in Yamagata, uh, Ten Koji, Hiroshi Tenzan, and Satoshi Kojima defeated Chaos, Takahashi Izuka, and Toru Yano to win the vacant IWGP Tag Team Championship. The championship was vacated after the teams went to a no contest back on June 16th. Forever Hooligans, Alex Kozlov and Rocky Romero defeated Jushin Liger and Tiger Mask 4 to win the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championship. Shinsuke Nakamura. Shinsei Nakamura. Thank you. Defeats Hiroki Goto to win the IWGP Intercontinental Championship. He would hold the championship for more than 10 months before losing the title to La Sombra in a two-out-of-three falls match. Hmm. Over at Pro Wrestling, Noah's Great Voyage 12 in Royal Goku, Magnus and Samoa Joe defeated 
Akitoshi Saito and Jun Akiyama to win the GHC Tag Team titles. Ricky Marvin and Super Crazy defeated Atsushi Aoki and Kotaro Suzuki, nice car, <laughs> to win the GHC Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championship. I'm sorry, I couldn't help myself. Uh, that was a joke, guys. That was a joke. Uh, and uh, we have a birthday here, ladies and gentlemen. Um, it is a happy 33rd birthday today to Curtis Jonathan Hussey, better known to wrestling fans as... Guys, y'all want to take a guess as to who that is? Hussey. Better known as? Um, no clue. You are? Do you happen to know who is who he is? Yeah, he must have. I think Gerard stepped out for a bit. Uh, um, believe it or not, he's 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 a current wrestler. He is best known to wrestling fans now as Fandango. That's his real name. Curtis Jonathan Hussey. Nice his name. Real name. Yeah. In the wrestling business since he was 16, Hussey joined the WWE in 2006 and worked in their development, developmental system until late 2010. He was the winner of NXT's fourth season as Johnny Curtis, but found, <clears throat> but found little success in the years that followed. In 2013, he was repackaged as ballroom dancer Fandango. He did have a flash of popularity when his theme song experienced a brief surge on iTunes charts in the U.K. <laughs> I thought that was a is that, joke. Is that, is that true, JD? What's that? His, his theme song had a, had a, uh, apparently was, was very popular on iTunes in the UK. Yeah, I think they said one time when they were in the UK, I think there was a big hit over in the UK for the UK audience. Da, I mean, da, 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 da. They still do that now. I mean, every time they play his theme. Yeah. Don't they? Yeah, I think every time they go over there, I mean... If he's on the card, however, they'll play for him. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Curtis, Jonathan Hussey. Oh, happy 35th birthday to Kenny Lane. That's one of the wrestling fans as. Kenny Lane? Kenny Lane. Uh, I'm going to take a guess on this one. Is that... um? He's a he's a he's a he's a current wrestler. Yeah, is it um, he Slater? I have a guess, JD. That's my guess. Yeah, Keith Slater. <laughs> Who'd you say? I'm sorry. Keith Slater. Keith Slater. What are you back on, sir? Are you asking about me? Hello. I'm here. What his wrestling name is? This is this is a this is a 35th birthday. His his the wrestler's real name is Kenny Lane, but he's best known wrestling fans as who? I don't know who. 
Well, J.D. did get, take a guess and said he's funny, but believe it or not, both of you are going to be shocked. It's Kenny King. Oh. Hmm. Most recently known for his time in TNA, where he was a two-time X Division champion, but once upon a time, Chippendales dancer. And it, seriously, he was a Chippendales dancer. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, Lord. First broke onto the national scene as a contestant on the second season of Tough Enough. He spent five years in the Ring of Honor and won the ROH World Tag Titles as one half of the All Might Express. Shortly after winning the titles in 2012, he controversially left for TNA. King was a member of the Beatdown Clan, but the group dissolved with one of its members. Hernandez was let go by TNA. When it turned out he was still under contract to Lucha Underground. King briefly returned to TNA following the group's disillusion, but left again shortly thereafter to return to Ring of Honor. So happy 35th birthday to uh, Kenny King. And a somber birthday there, guys. A very somber birthday. I'll just go ahead and read it. I think we all know who this is. Today would have been the 57th birthday of David Atkinson, better known as David Von Erich. Now here's a little history about David Von Erich. He was born in Dallas, Texas. David was an avid fisherman and a hunter as a child and enjoyed hunting with his brothers Kevin and Carrie and father Fritz. David also enjoyed raising horses, a hobby that turned into quite the profitable business away from the ring. David was a two-sport star at Lake Dallas High School and gained a scholarship to North Texas State University, but dropped out to join the other family business, professional wrestling. David began wrestling in June 1977, just two months in. He went to a 30-minute draw with Harley Race for the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. David was considered a future star primarily for his memorable promos and interviews. His natural fiery temper played a hand in that. David would be well-traveled over the next few years. In May 1979, he defeated Harley Race in Missouri in a non-title match. He wrestled one match for the WWF in November 1979. Then after briefly returning to Texas, wrestled in Florida under the guidance of James J. Dillon, whose stable included Kendo Nagasaki and Jimmy Garvin. <clears throat> never knew Jimmy was a sick man, sir. Oh, yes, absolutely. During his brief time there, he was mentored by Dory Funk Jr. and often teamed with him or Dory's brother, Terry. David returned to Texas in 1982 with Jimmy Garvin. The two would create one of the hotter angles in WCCW, wrestling, WCCW history. The angle culminated on Ju- July 4, 1983, when David won the WCCW Texas State Championship. <clears throat> the, win, see, the win forced Garvin and his valet Sunshine to serve as valets for David for a day. The two would go their separate ways following the feud. Garland was feuding with Chris Adams, while David joined the rest of the Von Erickson to blood feud with the Freebirds. It was David that invited the fabulous Freebirds to WCCW in the fall of 1982. Michael Hayes and Terry Gordy made the trip initially, but Buddy Roberts did not. Initially booked as faces, the group turned heel when Michael Hayes turned on Terry Von Erick after gift wrapping the NWA world title. Then Terry Gordy slammed the cage door as Terry tried to leave the cage. David would be a part of many notable Freebirds versus Von Erickson bouts including a handcuff match against Terry Gordy in April 1983, a six-man tag bout at Star Wars in July 1983, and defeating Gordy for the NWA United National Championship on February 3, 1984. During that time, he also feuded with Ric Flair, whom he defeated for the NWA Missouri Heavyweight Championship in September 1983. The reign was seen as a stepping stone to him winning the NWA World title the following spring. After Flair made some dismissive comments about David's brother Mike's wrestling ability, 
David proposed that Mike could last 10 minutes with Flair. If Mike failed, David could never again challenge for the NWA World title. If Mike succeeded, David would get a shot at Rick on his own terms, naming the time, place, and stipulations for the bout. On January 30th, 1984, Flair failed to defeat Mike in 10 minutes, giving David his NWA World title shot. The match scheduled for April would never happen. While on tour with All Japan Wrestling, David was found dead in his hotel room in Tokyo. In the days leading up to his death, David was taken to the emergency room at Spawn Hospital in Corpus Christi, Texas, after he had complained of dizziness and flu-like symptoms. The official cause of death was never determined. Many, including Rick Flair, suggested that a drug overdose led to his demise and David's friend Bruiser Brody removed the evidence, pushing the drugs down a toilet to protect the family name. Bill Irwin, who was on the same tour with David, disputed the claim. The Von Erickson himself said it was a heart attack caused by ruptured intestines resulting from acute enteritis. A theory supported by Kevin Von Erick and former World Cross referee David Manning. At the time of his death, David was survived by his wife, Tricia. She was interviewed about the tragedy in the June 1984 edition of the Wrestle Magazine that has largely been out of the public eye since. On May 6th, David's brother, Kerry, whom tragedy would fall upon nearly a decade later, would win the memorializing prep. David that would not wear it again after losing the title 18 days later. And also, um, got a celebrity. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on, guys. Hold on. What's son of a gun? My computer wants to act up on me tonight. I don't know why it does that. Here we go. Here we go. I'm sorry. It's a happy 76th birthday for George Alexander Trebek. Of course, he's just best known as Alex Trebek. The Canadian-born Trebek is best known as a longtime host of the syndicated version of Jeopardy. He's hosted a few other game shows, including Classic Concentration, High Rollers, The Wizard of Oz, Super Jeopardy, and the 1991 version of The Tale of the Truth. And here is the wrestling connection. I think a lot of people know this, but I want to read it. Trebek, a dual citizen of, United, of the United States and Canada, Served a dual role for WrestleMania 7 in 1991. He was a backstage interviewer and as the ring announcer for the show's main event between Sergeant Slaughter and Hulk Hogan for the WWF title. Today will also be the 79th birthday, another summer birthday, of Yashiro Kojima, better known as Hiro Matsuda. Who trained a Matsuda lot of guys, including Hulk Hogan. Yeah, oh yeah, indeed. Matsuda was a trainer for many future world champions, including Lex Luger, Rod Simmons, the great Muda, Paul Horndorf, Scott Hall, and yes, J.D. just mentioned Hulk Hogan, whose leg was broken by Matsuda on his, in his first day of training. Kojima died in November 1999 of colon cancer at the age of 62. I don't know if you guys remember this, and Chad, you might remember it, because I remember watching it as a kid. Remember when he put Johnny Weaver in the sleeper and made Johnny Weaver bleed? I don't really remember that. I think it was on Worldwide, if I remember. I think it was on Worldwide TV Saturday night, if I remember. That was when he was uh, managing uh, Luger at the time, Howard. I think Luger was in a feud with Dusty, and Weaver was standing up with Dusty. And uh, when Weaver confronted him, however, however, Matsuda snapped and just uh, put him in a sleeper. And then I remember reading also, too, I think he was also an Olympian, was uh, Matsuda. Right. Okay. Okay. But, uh, but yeah, but he would have... Uh... 
but like I said, uh, <clears throat> but, uh, another summer birth- and we also have another summer birthday here to report here. Today would have also been the 93rd birthday of Mary Lillian Ellison, of course, otherwise known as the Fabulous Moolah. <clears throat> has some history on her right here. Divas right there. Yes, indeed, yes. Born in, and I, this is her, this is the actual place where she was born, guys. I'm not making this up. I can't make this up. Born in Tookidoo, South Carolina. That's the name of the area, the name of the town. A small town near Columbia. Ellison was the only daughter and the youngest of five children. Her mother died of cancer at age eight and lived with her paternal grandmother and worked on her cousin's cotton farm to make ends meet. Still affected by her mother's death, her father began to take her to local wrestling matches. She eventually moved back in with her father and brothers in Columbia and married a 21-year-old man at just age 14. <laughs> the old Jerry Lee Lewis thing. You all remember that, Jerry Lee Lewis? The couple had a daughter together but was divorced just a year later. She left her daughter with a friend, and Ellison set out on a wrestling career. Ellison broke into the wrestling business under famed women's wrestling promoter Billy Wolf in the late 1940s. Her debut bout came in May 1949 against June Byers. Wolf, a notorious womanizer, encouraged the town to enter sexual relationships to guarantee more bookings. Ellison did not go along with this, but eventually wound up in a relationship herself, and through that relationship, and a couple of contacts served as a valet for Buddy Rogers and Elephant Boy. After a near-death experience, she was nearly stabbed when she kissed Elephant Boy, whose real name was Tony Olivius, who was thought to be black but was really Mexican, at a show in Oklahoma City. She worked for a promotion in Boston before landing in Capital, in Capital Wrestling Corporation in 1955. The next year, Mula defeated Judy Grable in a 13-woman battle royal to win the vacant World Women's Championship, which shares the same lineage as the NWA World Women's Championship. Initially, she was not recognized as a champion due to Billy Wolf controlling the promotion. Following the bout, Vince McMahon Sr. gave her a new ring name, the Fabulous Moolah. June Byers challenged Moolah for the title, but was unsuccessful in taking the title from her. <clears throat> Moolah would hold on to, to the championship for the next 10 years, defeating top contenders including Judy Grable and Donna Christianello and befriended some of the biggest celebrities in Hollywood, including Elvis Presley, and I just mentioned him a minute ago, Jerry Lee Lewis. Oh, man. Um, Moolah would finally be recognized as the NWA Women's World Champion in 1964 following June Byers' retirement. In 1966, Moolah lost the title to Bette Boucher, but would get it back just weeks later. She lost to and regained the title from Yukiko Tomo in 1968. Neither of these reigns are officially recognized by WWE today. On July 1st, 1972, Moolah became the first woman to wrestle in MSG. In fact, she had a hand in overturning the ban on women's wrestling in New York, even taking down football player Rosie Greer on the Mike Douglas show. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Moolah would reign as women's champion until Sue Green defeated her in the Garden in 1976. Again, Moolah regained the title a short time later. Her reign would go uninterrupted save for a two-day run by Evelyn Stevens in 1978 until 1984. Greens and Stevens championships are also not recognized officially by WWE. Around this time, Moolah bought the legal rights to the NWA World Women's title. She would sell the rights to Vince McMahon Jr. in 1983 and agreed to appear exclusively for the WWF, making her the de facto first WWF Women's Champion. <clears throat> Moolah would be a key figure 
in the Rock and Wrestling Connection, getting caught in the feud with singer City Lauper and manager Captain Lou Albano. Each would send a charge to act on their behalf to settle their issues. Albino chose Moolah, while Cindy chose Wendy Richter. The July 23rd, 1984, bout at the Garden Broadcast Live on MTV was dubbed the brawl to end it all. Richter won the match, ending Moolah's 28-year stranglehold on the women's championship. Wendy would lose the title the following February to Lelaney Kai, who was managed by Moolah. Richter regained the title at the first WrestleMania a few weeks later, setting up a possible rematch. The rematch, in reality, was most unexpected. In November 1985, <clears throat> Richter was on sour terms with WWF, and the decision was made to take the title off of her. Moolah, dressed as the Spider Lady, quickly defeated Richter in a match, in a match since dubbed the original Screwjob to, re- to regain the title. Richter promptly left the WWF while Moolah held the title, save for a six-day run by Velvet McIntyre in 1986 until July 1987 when she was defeated by Sherry Martell. She wrestled and made appearances somewhat regularly over the next few years, and in 1995 would become the first woman to be inducted into into the WWE Hall of Fame. In the late 1990s, Pat Patterson and Ellison kicked around the idea of a comeback. Comeback would prove a reality as she and best friend forever Mae Young returned to WWF in 1998. Mostly appearing in comedic roles, a 76-year-old moolah Shocked the world in October 1999 when she defeated Ivory to win the WWF Women's Title, making her the oldest champion in professional wrestling history. Her reign was not nearly as long as the others. She lost the title back to Ivory just eight days later. In 2003, Vince McMahon made good on his promise to give Mula a match on her 80th birthday. And a couple months later, after her 80th birthday, Mula defeated Victoria on Raw. Mula would make sporadic appearances until SummerSlam 2007, her final appearance before her death. Ellison wrote her autobiography, The Fabulous Moolah, First Goddess of the Squared Circle, in 2002, and was criticized for keeping KFAB, something that is not looked at as positively in the 21st century as it was during her prime. Ellison was often praised and criticized for her training and promoting efforts, and often chided for strong arming her proteges into giving up possible prime positions, even accused of being a pimp for various wrestling promoters. Ellison was married three times and had six grandchildren, five biological, one adopted. She lived with long, long-time friend Mae Young from 1991 to her death in 2007. She also lived with midget professional wrestler Katie Glass and Donna Christianello off and on for 40 years. In addition to being, to being a member of the WWE Hall of Fame, Ellison is a member of the NWA Hall of Fame 2012 class, the Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame class of 2003, and is the winner of the Pro Wrestling Illustrated Stanley Weston Award for Lifetime Achievement in 1991. So, guys, there is your wrestling history. <clears throat> there is your wrestling history here for, for this day here. Uh, and I also want to thank Lisa uh, George and J.D. King House for providing the wrestling news speech here tonight. And while I was doing that, we actually had a couple more folks chime, uh, jump on jump on board here. Uh, <clears throat> And uh, let me go ahead and uh, take, get rid of that right there because that page has been driving me crazy. Um, one of them is, of course, our our normal birthday birth, history and birthday guy, the human space machine, John Gross, on the chat box. And Gerard, I think while I was reading, I think that spider snuck in here. Oh, yeah? 
I think so. I, I, I didn't notice it. I think it did. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm going to read what it says. <laughs> this would be a good one. Um, <clears throat> it says, you better have dollar bills ready for Kenny King because he used to be a stripper. <laughs> That's what it says. Okay. And it also says on the other side, because it always has a arrow flip over for the rest huh? of the story. Yeah. I know, yeah. right? Yeah, it's a, it's a big spider. It tells you lots of stuff. On the other side, it says TBWBWA. The Black Widow Bitch with Attitude. <laughs> yes, indeed, and she is <clears throat> first 2015 uh, Hall of Famer, as well as, of course, the Paula Heyman, two Gerards, Paula Heyman, of course, on from Attitude Radio, and one-third of the <clears throat> NWF Madness Kingdom from uh, Wrestling the Bay every Wednesday night uh, from 6.30 right here on TalkTree.com, is, of course, the one and the only Black Widow herself, the lovely Miss Michelle Lynn Dodds. Uh, John and Michelle, welcome, of course, to number 192 of the Mothership Revolution. Hello. Hi, Michelle. Hello. And John Hello. says the father and the human ship machine have both invaded the house. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, it was an awful, awfully long history and birthday segment here, guys. Uh, uh, just got through reading all that. Um, I'm glad y'all were able to sit back and enjoy this. Uh, uh, Actually, John actually did make a note that I did see it on the page a minute ago. Believe it or not, I think it was actually today also Shawn Michaels' birthday. They didn't say it on the page. So we'll need to verify whether or not that's actually the case. It's actually his birthday and Fandango's. and uh got Fandango's and I got Kenny King's. Um, yeah, there was somebody else, but I can't remember who it was now. Moolah. And actually, I, no, that's her. Who? No, besides Moolah, I knew it was Moolah's birthday. Right, also David Von Erich would have been his birthday in Hero Matsuda. Yes, David Von Erich, yeah. And it also would have been his birthday in Hero Matsuda's birthday, too. But, uh, so, there was a lot of birthdays there today. Some, of course, no longer with us, some was with us. Uh, guys, we've had a very eventful week here, uh, and uh, well, I'll explain what I'm talking about in just a second, but, but before I do that, I have got to cut Gerard loose on PLUG. I think he's just been biting at the bit to do it. Uh, I, I think, Gerard, I think I need, you, I need to let you take care of that, but I think you've been biting at the bit to do it. So you go on right ahead, bud. All right. I said this before, but I don't think anybody was listening. JD was, but I don't. I don't think he, uh, it don't matter. I'm going to say it again. So to get this, to get our, to hear our voices, you need a battery, you need some cable wires, you need a coat hanger, some tin foil, and maybe some TNT. Hook that all up. And uh, you'll... <laughs> Get us or blow yourself up, one or the other. It's, it's risk business, I tell you. Uh, uh, one seven two four 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 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, and just says right here, love hurts, hashtag free, free agent, hashtag wild card, hashtag don't give a damn. Okay. So it doesn't uh, really yes. say what. doesn't really say what exactly happened. No, but I'm going to keep looking. Hold on. Okay. Okay. Gerard, would you agree that one of the most biggest moments that he had was during the time when Raw was getting ready to celebrate its 1,000th episode where he had the matches with the Legends? Um, <gasps> no, I'm going to have to say his, bigger moment, his biggest moment was in Nexus. Okay, well, okay, Nexus, yeah. Okay, yeah. Because that, him going against all the Legends was, well, I don't know, it was, it was okay to see all the legends, but I thought it was kind of it was just being a jobber to the legends. So that wasn't his best moment, no. Right. right. Of course, John Cena calling John Cena calling him the uh, the girl from Wendy's, the chick from Wendy's. <laughs> yeah, that was hilarious. <laughs> um, now he only you know. Other than, I know him and Justin Gabriel held the tag belt. Is that the only tag, uh, championship he's held? I'd have to say yes, but I don't think he held any other title. Okay, okay. And that was while he was in one of the factions, right? He was in uh, the core, I think. Yeah. Right? Okay. I'm I'm thinking it was in one of them. I know. I think him and Justin Gabriel. I know held it right. It wasn't the Nexus, right? It was the core, right, JD? JD. Yeah, I'm here. I know you're here. I'm asking you a question. Did, <laughs> did, he, did he? Jesus, man. What's up, JD? Did he Slater and uh, uh, I forgot the guy's name. Justin Gabriel. Yeah. Gabriel. Yes, I, they yes, win the tag team titles when they were in the core or the Nexus? I believe it was the core, if I'm not mistaken. I'm going to pull that up right now and tell you in a minute. So, bear with me. Hold on. Uh, Chad? Yes? It says right here five days ago that he was injured in a dark match at a show and received... Received 18 stitches to his face and eight, nine stitches to the to the bottom of his chin. It doesn't okay. say who he was wrestling or anything like that, but that's what it says. So apparently he was so so it was he was wrestling. He so he got injured wrestling. It was in Maine, I think. Yeah, that's a pretty nasty ass cut he got too. Oof. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, they showed a good video of it on YouTube, and uh, that's disgusting. I mean, actually, I, I'm surprised they showed it. I mean, they got in good detail about it. Yeah. Thank well, you. they did that to Dean Ambrose too when he got staples put in his head. Yeah. I mean, of course, you know they did that. You know, what was it a long time ago with Triple H? You know, with the knee thing. Or was it the knee? Yeah. Yeah. Or the. Or, yeah, back in, what, 02? 
Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. So he was down there with uh, what was it, Alabama? I think. Mm-hmm. I think he had to move down there and stay down there for like eight, seven, eight months. Something like that. Yeah. Live down there. So, man. I mean, like, dude's eyes like completely swollen shut. That's terrible. Yeah. I mean, he hadn't done those game night things on YouTube in a while either. I was, ever, I was always wondering why he hadn't done any of those. I guess because like say he got hurt. So. Um. <laughs> Just whenever you're ready, just let you know, I do have a TNA report, but I'll make it short because it was uh, kind of under my skin last night a little bit. Okay. Uh, if you, uh, okay, well, we got a, uh, unless anybody else has something, I can go ahead and let Michelle go ahead and take care of her. Uh... Well, that's why I said whenever. I don't want to step on anybody's toes or make anybody mad, but I just want to, you know. Well, real quick, I heard this, Michelle. I don't know if you heard this, maybe. There was some talk that Kevin Nash might be coming back. I want to be Ziggler's Diesel. I heard that. I was wondering what you thought of that. I was going to ask you that. Um, Fucking markout moment for me and Gerard. Yes, that'd be pretty badass if he comes back as Big Daddy Cool. Um, It would be awesome if he brings back Scott Hallwood and is a, their freaking manager. Yep. Okay. What do you think, Gerard? Don't you think it would be like a markout moment? Yes, I would. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I I really do would believe now if uh, if WWE, if WWE plans to keep Raw three hours. Now, this draft was part of the if this draft was part of the answer, fine. But you know. You know, maybe bringing back some of the legends to to work on some occasions here might might kind of be uh, might kind of work out as well. That could be Shane McMahon's way of blowing Stephanie way the hell out the water. Could be. It, it it could be. I mean, I mean, keep in mind Stephanie has a has a Hall of Famer working under her. So I mean. Maybe Shaman Man might be able to do the same thing in some respects too. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, I have a question for Gerard. Go ahead, Gerard Bram on TNA. Is he Canadian or is he from uh, or is he um? Had it English, uh, England. I think he's from the UK somewhere. Okay. Hey, right now, hold on, Michelle. I can give you the answer in a minute. He is my new infatuation. Ram is from yeah, Cal- yeah, yeah, he's from England, Callow, England. He'll be thirty years old actually in a couple of weeks. He lives in the Tampa. Things I would do to that man, and oh my God, does he have more of an ass than Billy Gunn ever did? I'm sorry, I had to say it. He's well, actually married to Charlotte. I know. Was married. What I should say. Say what? Him and Charlotte were married at one time. Yeah, they were married. Were married. You mean Charlotte's and Rick Flair's daughter? Yes. Yes. You're no. kidding. You're kidding. Nope. No. I'm waiting right now. No. Here's the story. 
He was married okay. to professional wrestler Ashley Flair. This made him the son-in-law of Ric Flair. On August 30th last year, he was arrested in Gulfport, Florida, and charged with two felony counts of domestic battery by strangulation and false imprisonment. The incident did not involve Flair, but did involve a woman being reported as Latimer's girlfriend. Latimer was released from jail on September 1 after posting a $5,000 bond. On October 19, all charges against Latimer were dropped, and 10 days later, they finalized their divorce. Oh, I call bullshit. Yeah. Look on Wikipedia. I just saw it. No, no, no. I don't mean I call bullshit on you. I call bullshit on the story itself. Right. Because right, right, of right. other things that I had read about it. Oh, okay. Right. Right. He's also right. done some movies work. He's done movie work, too. J.D. and I were talking about this last night, and Gerard and Michelle, I wanted to put this out at you as well. We've, all, we've been talking about here on the shows many, many times, about all the, about a lot of these legends who are still not in the Hall of Fame. There's a list. We could probably make a list a mile high. I'm sure we all know who we have been talking about. But there were two names we brought up that we have not said. We did this. I, I found this in the uh, in the history and birthdays. Yet I found one of them in the history and birthdays yesterday, last night. And I also found one when I was doing a fantasy matchup. With uh, JD and John and Michelle, I, you know, I brought up the match to you. You might know what I'm talking about when I say this. The first one was Lord Alfred Hayes. Oh Believe yeah. That match. Believe it or not, he's not in the Hall of Fame. He's not. He needs. He deserves that. You know, mean Gene's in it. Jim Ross is in it. Jerry Lawler's in it. Gorilla Monsoon's in it. Bobby Heenan's in it. Jesse Ventura's in it, but not. Ford Alfred Hayes. So, they don't make and, the other, and the other one is Earthquake. Mm. That don't make no sense. Well, there's a lot of them that have... There's a lot of them that have... They're not in there. They don't make any sense. Of course, of course our top three, we've said it many times, is what? Owen Hart, the Bulldog, Rick and Rick Rude. We've said yeah. that many, many times. Gerard, I mean, agree. Owen Hart, the Bulldog, and Rick Rude, right? And we threw Pillman at right. number four. Yeah. But do oh, you also agree other, with what but, I, you know. Do you also agree, Gerard, with what I just mentioned? Lord Alfred Hayes and Earthquake. Do you think those are two more? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of them. I mean, as teams and individuals, regardless. They all need to be in there, regardless. Michelle, bring your TNA report to the table. Okay. I'm bringing it. (laughs) First of all, this shit with Matt and Jeff Hardy, I swear, I have never been so disgusted with TNA and all my life on the storyline. You know, now basically, you know, Matt Hardy is the only one that can hold the Hardy name and Jeff is just Jeff. Um, Well, Brother Nero is what he fucking keeps calling him and I swear to God, I'm going to throat punch him every time he says it. But anyways, um, and Matt Hardy's wife, oh my God. I want to shove her in a trash can into the nearest river. She drives me nuts. Um, 
so the feud is basically still going on with those two. Basically, Jeff Hardy is met bitch, basically, in a roundabout way. Um, the storyline continues. It gets stupid. Um, he had a match last night. Jeff Hardy did. And uh, when his music hit, Matt and Rebby came out and was like, he's not going to compete, blah, blah, blah. Oh, wait, yes, he is going to compete. And then they're in his face telling him, you know, calling him all these names and saying that he's, you know, incom- you know, basically just an idiot, basically. Uh, yeah, they, I, I believe the match was against Bram. Uh, no. I don't remember who the match was against. <laughs> I think it was Bram, but I'm not sure. But anyways, uh, you know, Jeff is injured because uh, I know you all probably remember back, you know, a couple of years or whatever when Jeff broke his leg when he was riding his, his motorcycle or motorbike, whatever you want to call it. Well, yeah. it showed him on the Hardy Estate, and he was going to ride the bike again. And he Max showed up, and he's like, you know, you're you're a loser, you know, you'll never do it, you'll never succeed, blah, blah, blah. So, of course, Jeff hops on the bike and jumps the same hill that he broke his leg on and injured himself again. And it's just getting stupid, it's getting ridiculous, it's, it's way out of control. Matt Hardy looks like a skunk. Um, he's just, like, he's talking all these different languages, and Rebby's just, like, you know, intrigued with every word that comes out of her husband's mouth, and it's a little sickening. Uh, so that feud really needs to stop. Uh, if TNA is smart, they will drop this, like, soon because it's getting stupid. But anyway, so the tag team decay has uh, the women, the woman with them, Rosemary, who has apparently uh, become very seriously infatuated with Bram as well. Um, I kind of threw up in my mouth a little bit last night when I watched the fact that they were both sitting there talking and they started kissing each other. And I was like, what the hell is going on here? Um, I almost, yeah, I kind of threw up in my mouth. It was disgusting because she's creepy. But anyways, uh, so basically I think she's trying to lure him into becoming a part of Decay uh, or she's just trying to make them together, his manager or something. I'm not really sure. Uh, Six Had to Steal was the main event. Bobby Lashley, uh, Eddie Edwards, title for title. Uh, <clears throat> very, very excellent match. Um, as we all know, Davey Richard is, Richards is back. He made his return last week. Um, I don't know that they're running as the Wolves together right now, but they probably will be back together now that Eddie lost his title last night because Bobby Lashley retained his and he got the X Division title from him. Uh, Ed, uh, yeah, whatever his name is, Eddie. And uh, it was a really, really good match. Really, really good excellent match. Um, basically, Dixie Carter told Mike Bennett and a few others if they interfere, interfered any way shape or form, they were going to be fired on the spot. So, of course, nobody interfered. Um, of course, we know Moose came back last week. He is now Mike Bennett. Uh, I don't know what you want to call him. Help uh, little, you know, yo-yo string, little, you know, uh, puppet on the string. Um, 
and he is uh, going after Bobby Lashley's title. Uh, not really necessarily going after it for himself, but he wants Mike Bennett wants him to help him get the title run and all that. So that's just becoming pretty stupid. Uh, Maria did a state of the address to the to the uh, women's knockouts, which turned into one hell of a big feud fight between all of them, which just turned out really stupid. Told Gail Kim if she could beat every woman in the locker room in one match, she could have her retitle match, uh, but she had to do it fair and square. Uh, Mike Bennett, no. I don't really remember. Uh, Drew Galloway and EC3 apparently now are enemies, and they were at each other last night. And, oh, my God, did I lose my mind because Drew Galloway actually came out in street clothes and holy frickin' moly, he had on the tightest damn pair of jeans I've ever seen in my life and I thought I was going to die. Um, that man is absolutely beautiful. He's got an accent and, oh, my God. But, anyway, uh, overall, pretty, overall pretty shitty show. Don't really remember much of the, the rest of it. Uh, TNA is just, uh, it's going to the shitter, basically. Um, uh, they really, a lot needs to change, or they're going to, they're going to be the ones that's going to continue to slowly lose it, and, uh, yeah, I'm not really sure. Uh, but Bobby Lashley is still the, uh, heavyweight champion there, and now also holds the X Division title as well, um, Apparently next week it's uh um oh wait it was Matt Hardy against uh uh somebody last night I don't remember I'm sorry uh but it never happened because that's when EC3 interfered Mike Bennett you know all of them interfered um but if TNA doesn't start stepping up their game they're gonna start getting fans losing their interest because. Like, last night, I could tell that the fan base in the crowd was way much lower than any any other time I've watched TNA. Um, uh, you know, here, here it is again, you know, here's another division that's, you know, suffering women-wise, which, I mean, you know, Gail Kim should be champion. She is the best knockout of the, of the division in my eyes. Um, that's my opinion. Everybody has one. Uh, but overall, very shitty, shitty show. But like I said, uh, kudos to to Bobby Lashley and Eddie Edwards. That was one hell of a fight between them two last night. I mean, Eddie Edwards, I give that dude so much credit. Like, he brings the guns a-blazing, and he doesn't back down. Like, you know, against Bobby Lashley, the destroyer, holy shit. He's, you know, twice as big, but it was an excellent, excellent match. It reminded me of Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose. It was that kind of match. It was intense. You know, you kept watching, and, um, you know, they were giving each other nut busters and everything. It was just crazy, crazy. Uh, But it was a really good match. But overall, shitty show. Dixie Carter needs to do something because it's stinking bad. Uh, thank you very much here for uh, that, uh, that that review of uh, TNA. Uh, Gerard, any thoughts on uh, on 
on on uh, Michelle's TNA review? Uh, sounds a little uh, little a bit of a clusterfuck, I'd say. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, JD, your thoughts on Michelle's TNA review? It does sound a little messed up, however. They tried to put on a good match, and like Michelle said, however, obviously I haven't watched TNA for a while, but the Edwards-Lashley uh, match sounds like, once again, like you said, Michelle, uh, it's like Rollins and Ambrose, however, those two have great chemistry. Edwards doesn't back down, which is really good to see, and again, they put on probably the match of the night, all told. Absolutely. Michelle, great, great review as always uh, <clears throat> of TNA. Uh, and, uh, of course, uh, Michelle will, of course, the does her best also to try to put, put it on, of course, on our page for, of course, all, all TNA all the time, TNA US, feel the impact um, right there as well. So, Michelle, if we can give uh, your, your, your thoughts uh, uh, on, on that as well. So, uh, we put it on that page, too. So, you know, a lot of other folks opinions on that as yes, well. Yes. Just one more thing I'm going to say, like, put Drew Galloway and Bram in the um, ring and, like, put me in the middle and make a sandwich. Oh, hell yeah, I'd be one happy woman in DNA. <laughs> okay. Okay, uh, that's, that sounds good. Uh, uh, John says he has no comment yet. John, uh, we did report about that earlier tonight, about the thing on SmackDown about Simon Gotch and Sinkar getting into a fight. Yeah, we did talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, Gerard talked about um, talked about that earlier. Yes, he did. Uh, but, but thank you very much for bringing that to our attention. Um, other than that, guys, uh, well, uh, let's see. Hmm. Uh, hmm. Oh, I wanted to mention a couple of quick things here before we go any further. Uh, I'm sure y'all have noticed um, <clears throat> that I have done something interesting on one of our pages. Of course, uh, Michelle, I did mention this to you. Uh, of course, that was WWS Fan Empire. Uh, I have started. Voting. Okay. Yes. Yeah, you did. You, you've done some voting. Yeah, I've, you've done some good vote. You, y'all have done some major league voting on this. Uh, of course, with the WWE Cruiserweight Classic going on, I'm doing one of our own. 20 uh, cruiserweights, uh, cruiserweights uh, from the past and present. And uh, we already got one. We already actually got two that has advanced. We already got a match in the next round of that. It's Kidman versus Sami Zayn. Ooh. That's in the second, that's in the second round already, guys. Yeah. Uh, and the next match is going on right now. Um <clears throat> And uh, that match is uh, the third match going on right now is uh, Sin Cara taking on the Ultimo Dragon. And three people have voted so far. We've got two votes for the Ultimo Dragon and one vote for Sin Cara. So, uh, <clears throat> Who the hell voted for Sin Cara? I did. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's <laughs> you shall receive. <laughs> And, okay. and 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 believe it or not, JML and JD voted for Ultimate Dragon. JML has actually been very very vocal since I started since I started this. 
he's been very vocal. I don't know if y'all notice all of them or not, but but uh, uh, I'll be doing I'll be doing more here soon. As soon as I see we get the results of this match right here, uh, and I got someone to think here. He gave me he gave me more ideas for some more cruiserweights, and I'll be adding some more matches here uh, momentarily here. So uh, with the, with the next match that I do, we'll face the winner of this match here. So and I have a question for everybody. Sure. That I thought of today because like. The Miz and Randy Orton both are on SmackDown. Um, does everybody, anybody see Randy Orton making a run for that title? Or even the heavyweight title? Gerard, I'll ask you first. I say you go for the heavyweight title. Okay, JD. Yeah, I think. I mean, if he has nothing to do with SummerSlam, why not throw him in the uh, triple threat? However, if they decide to do a rematch and put him in a fatal four-way, I think it makes sense. Chad, give him the big, give him the big belt. I mean, why not? Yeah. And John, if he wants to answer too. Yeah, he actually. What I just mentioned about the cruiserweight classic, he said JML has been fantasizing about the cruiserweight, just like he's fantasizing. Fantasize about the divas. What? Oh Lord. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, John, your thoughts on Michelle's question? Michelle's thought here. Holy shit! One more day until battleground. I just remember that. John, Michelle asked about. With the fact that both the Miz and Orton are on SmackDown, should Orton possibly go after either the Intercontinental Title or the Heavyweight Championship? I think John's getting all psyched up to be, that he's going to go to DC to go to the pay per view. <clears throat> you know, and, and I. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Being green with everybody else, he's saying the heavyweight belt as well. You know, and like I know Gerard, you know, he'll, you know, he loves the, he likes the Miz and all that, and I like the Miz too. I think he's hilarious. But like, that would be one hell of a feud. Like, I would love to. Sorry, Gerard, I love you, but forgive me. I would love to see Randy Orton RKO the Miz out of nowhere. Like, get the shit started. It would be. Priceless, but then again, him and Dean would be beautiful as well because of the Viper, you know, the vintage Viper and the the lunatic friends. You know, that craziness together would be insane. I know one thing you're going to be happy about, Michelle, come Monday night, however, even though I'll be raw here in Pittsburgh, you'll get to see now Corey Graves on Monday nights. Yes, I love Corey Graves. Like I said, my friends met him. He's a good dude, and I'm glad they're giving him this announced opportunity. Finally pull him up in the big leagues with the big shows now. I mean, like I said before, it should have bumped out Saxton. You know, it should have bumped out Saxton, but, I mean, it's going to be okay. I think Corey and Michael Cole are going to do pretty well with each other, I hope. 
Oh, wait. Where did Tyler Breeze go? Smackdown, right? Right. Uh, yeah, Breeze. I'd love Breeze to see together, I think. Yeah. I would love to see Tyler Breeze in the Miz in a, a feud. That would be priceless. Like, mm-hmm. you know, two so pretty cool. boys going at it, you know, because the Miz thinks he's so, you know, his. You know, Maurice, you know, oh, my sexiest man. You know, my sexiest man. But, this would be know, laid out with a beauty shot. That would be, that would be a good feud, actually. It would be entertaining, I think. I agree. Yeah, watch the Miz have Maurice steal um, Tyler Breeze's uh, um, selfie, selfie stick. stick. Selfie stick, yeah, there you go. Like she needs one. Trust me, not. I know, I can't stand well, she, 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 she grabs one every night. Oh. Oh, shit. Guy. <laughs> yeah, by herself. Okay, no, that's it. Wait, well, what is Gerard? Gerard, what do you think? Would you, you know, The Miz and, and Tyler Breeze or The Miz and, uh, who was that one I said? Thornton. Thornton. Well, actually, what do you think about The Miz and Tyler Breeze? Yeah, I think they'd have a good battle. Both matches were would be pretty good. Yeah. See, we all should write for WWE, damn yes. it. I think this whole radio network should pretty much blow all the writers off WWE and just say, you know what, listen to our shows, get the ideas off of there, and yep. just... Go there. There you go. Just as long as I can run Brock Lesnar and Randy Orton's locker room, then we're good. <laughs> the new Missy Hyde of the locker room, Michelle and Dodds, foraging yeah. into Brock Lesnar. <laughs> you know, it's funny. She has a, it's a Facebook page called Universal Missy Hyde. I just saw a clip of her a couple weeks ago, an old clip of her, and I forgot about Paul Heyman and her getting into a feud with each other. Yes. From the 90s. I totally forgot all about that until recently, and I watched that clip again earlier today, how Missy Hyde and uh, Paul... I think Paulie came out in a sombrero, which was pretty yeah, funny. Yeah, was great. That was hysterical. Yeah. That was one of the few times... That's when I first became a fan of Paulie, when he did the Dangerous Alliance angle. Right, right, right. <laughs> um, <sighs> let's see here. Let's see here. It's our uh, calling to write for WWE. It is our calling. I agree. I think. I think it is. I mean. I mean. Or you know, I've got. I've got the perfect title for all of this here. Because keep in mind here, we're spread out all around here. Set in mind, right? Shadow writers. Shadow writers. <laughs> Well, think about it. I mean, we're all over the place, and then they won't know who they won't know where it's all coming from. Team Extreme. Damn it! This sticks to my head. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the thing about it is, it would be a miracle for them to find out where everybody is calling from here. And Gerard's at the commentary table with his, you know, throne and and beer keg and you know all that good stuff. And yeah. Yeah, the King Wisers. There you go. The King Wisers. Yeah. I bring an extra case for him because he and I can call the action. 
The new Jesse Bench, the new Gorilla Monsoon and Jesse Ventura, however, <laughs> of the of the of the twenty first century. And so you got to, you've got to make sure that no, 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 no. You're going to have a chair for Gerard. Remember yeah. what I've always talked about for Gerard. Gerard knows what I'm talking about. Here. Yes. You got to make sure first off it's a throne. Yeah. You also got to make sure it's black and white. I'll spray paint if I have to. I have to get people in the crowd to help me spray paint the damn thing. And then, of course, you got to make sure that the keg is, yes. about, is, about, is about the height of the throne. Definitely. And you got to make sure there's a crown on top yes, of it. Of course. So that way you know that he's got the quality oh, yeah. beard that he likes. Nothing more, nothing less. Right there. Right in Kevin Nash, the jackknife. Nothing more, nothing less. Right there. Your choice, buddy. Right there. Yes, exactly. Yes. And his cape should be black and white with NWO written on the back of it. Too. Hell yeah! Oh yes, yeah. Agreed. That's why, they, that's why do we call him what we call him, guys? King NWO. Nothing more, nothing less. That's right. We'll get you some Hooters, girls, to sit in your lap while you commentate too, Gerard. He's the man. All right, that that would be cool. <laughs> he's the man. Not with, he's the not man. with small boobies, big boobies, motorboating baby, motorboating. <laughs> and say sorry, sorry, Jerry, these are my puppies. <laughs> yeah. There you go. There you go. Uh. Let's see. Well, we've got a we've got a few minutes here, guys. Uh, Excuse me. Let's see here, Gerard. I think we've got something special popping up here here in the next couple of days. You wouldn't mind telling the folks what's going on? Yes. Sunday is the pre-show to Battleground at 5 o'clock. The phone number is 1724-444-7444. The ID number is 138055. Press pound, press 1. You can talk to anybody that's on the pre-show panel. And 8 o'clock is Battleground on the WWE Network. Nine ninety nine. Eleven ninety nine in Canada. Uh, Eleven ninety nine in Canada. That's right. <laughs> but of course, ladies and gentlemen, that's Damn bastards! Um, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that that that's just sad. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I say, guys. uh, uh, it, this is one prediction that we've been talking about. One match we've been talking about uh, for um, <clears throat> for uh, Battleground as, of course, the women's tag match pitting Charlotte and Dana Brooke versus Sasha Banks and Mr. Carter. And we've actually thrown out two possibilities as to who Sasha's partner is. Uh, I asked, of course, Gerard and 
Michelle, JD, and John here. Uh, early predictions as to who Sasha's partner is going to be. Gerard, I'll start with you. Who will Sasha have as her partner on Sunday? Bailey or Nikki Bella? Okay. Michelle? Nikki Bella. Okay. JD? I think it's going to be Nikki. Yeah, that sounds right to me. Okay. John, your take? That's what I'm saying. So it's, it's the consensus here. It's kind of a crossroads here between Bailey and Nikki Bella. Now, with Bailey not being called up to the draft, is that, during the draft, is that going to change matters any for this decision? Does anyone think that? Um, go ahead, Jordan. I'll, I'll wait. My answer. You want your take? If uh, Bailey was, yeah, probably might not be Bailey because she wasn't drafted. Uh, what? Uh, I'd say it'd be Nikki, but if if not, uh, I don't know. Somebody has to be drafted, I guess. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Michelle, same question. Uh, I'm sorry, what was the question? I, I was puking reading Roman Reigns' new Twitter. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, okay. Well, all right. Anyway, what I was asking was, was that if, in fact, like I said, that we did say the consensus here that there was it was limited down to, to whittled down to two choices. It was between Bailey and Nikki Bella that Sasha would pick on Sunday. But, however, with the fact that Bailey was not chosen or drafted on the, this past week, would, it, would that affect a, a decision as being Sasha's partner? Uh, well, I mean, they told her it was to, you know, to pick a partner of her choosing. So, in my mind, I would think that whether they were drafted or not, she could still choose them for that one night. It's been done before, so I don't yeah. know why she couldn't do it again. But... You wouldn't think that they would, okay. Right. No. Okay. Okay. JD, same question. I think, however, it's going to be Nikki because Bailey's going to be called up, like I said, not in the last few nights, or sometime in the fall. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. John, your take. When he's done, can I please read Roman Reigns' new Twitter so y'all can see too? <laughs> Oof. So, didn't we? Let me ask everyone this while I'm waiting on John. John answer this last question. Sure. Didn't we talk about this triple threat match, title match between all three former members of the Shield that happened at SummerSlam and not at Battleground? Yeah. yeah. Why are they doing it at Battleground? Because they're desperate. Um, no, I don't think so. I, I, because I think the, I really do think the build up after Battleground is going to be, it's going to build back up at SummerSlam for a reuniting of the Shield. I really do think that. So you think at some point you said are going to reunite the Shield at some point? Too? At SummerSlam, I really feel like it's coming. It's coming. Mm-hmm. John, John, to answer my last question, <clears throat> sorry, excuse me. 
Uh, John said Bailey will come to the main roster soon. He still believes, he still feels very, very strongly that Nikki will be the partner. So it may be leaning towards Nikki Bella, guys, for this. I mean, I, I might have to say the same thing because, you know, what got what threw me off about this deal? What threw me off about this was the fact that you know they were hyping up for a long time that they were going to bring Bailey up, and then all of a sudden with this draft popping up. It doesn't happen. That's what yep, because they don't have a top base in NXT. That's why they're keeping her down there. That's right. Oh. Yeah. Okay. 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 So that's why. So they didn't stop to think about that before they started hyping her up a little bit, I guess. Right. They they only really got rid of the ones they really could, you know, pretend, potentially right now afford to get rid of. I see. So that's why Samoa Joe is still there. Yeah, and I mean, I think that they're, you know, Bailey is going to get that championship back very soon. Right, right, right. right. So, so you think sometime down down the road, you think, you know, maybe like Bailey will come up soon, Snow Joe might come up soon. You know, eventually, but I don't see it any time, you know, this year or whatever now. No, I think late next, late this year, early next year, with like guys right. like Nakamura and all those guys, yeah. Right, Nakamura didn't. That's right, Nakamura didn't come up either. I mean, they 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 also you know hyped up Finn, and I mean they brought him up. I mean, yeah, Nakamura is a is a heavy hitter really for NXT right now. They really can't afford to lose him as well as Samoa Joe. I mean, Finn Balor too, but Finn Balor needs to come play with the big boys. It's, it's time. And he will right. on Monday night. Right. You think that? Um, but the fact that Finn is on Raw, you know, we were talking about this, and you know, we were talking about this last time on Wolfpack, that the fact that Gallows and Anderson are on Raw, and the fact that they put AJ on SmackDown, and with Finn being on Raw, do you think that they might match up Finn with Gallows and Anderson? Yes, and then you're going to watch Gerard have a markout moment because he's going to think back to the NWO and, and <laughs> his Bullet Club, and he's going to, like, hit the ceiling. You are just going to have to be glued to his seat. You're not going to be able to talk to him. He's going to watch that. <laughs> He's getting definitely glued Sunday and Monday. He'll have to try to find me on Monday because I'll be barking out with the rest of the fans when Finn comes to the curtain. Hopefully they don't waste his early debut. I mean, they got to show him in Pittsburgh on Monday, and if not, the following Monday. But they got to do it in the, within the next few weeks, I feel. It's time. Certainly. They might tease it on Sunday. You never know. Well, that's true, too. I mean, it's been talked about. It's been a lot of things have been talked about and ranked up in art, but they're waiting. They want to wait till what they believe is the right moment. Not and a lot of other people are telling them that this is, you know, this moment. This is the right time to do it. But no, WWE feels no. This time is that this particular time is the right moment. Mm-hmm. So, so I mean, they're just going to go along with what they think and not and not truly what. The fans really think. Yeah. Oh, holy shit. Sorry. Uh, Cody Rhodes has now signed with TNA. Oh. Breaking news in. Yep. And did I mention Roman Reigns makes you want to puke because his freaking Twitter says, fresh start, same goal, hashtag WWE Battleground, hashtag four-time, hashtag top guy. Yeah, go 
Um, I'll mention. I know we'll talk about this on Sunday, but this this match here, uh, uh, this is this is probably still going to. Okay, John is. Okay, I got. To, I'll tell what John says about this in a minute, but uh, I still think that Battleground is really going to water down this Triple Threat match. Yeah. Three of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I still think they should wait until Summerland and put this match together. Yep. I thought that was going to happen because of what Roman's um, suspension, right? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. them coming back beforehand, right? Yeah. So, so his it didn't end what yesterday. Yesterday or Wednesday? Or, yeah. They, they were the day before yesterday or yesterday or something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. Oh my! Yeah, that's okay, Dad. Don't worry about that. Um, Can I get my pictures in? John was saying here, I still prefer Roman Reigns to go to Mexico so he can wear a mask. (laughs) Oh, you know, John, really? Oh my God! Why does he hate Roman Reigns so much now? All of a sudden, I don't get it. Hashtag Seth Rollins. I'm going to put that on his wall on Facebook. It would be because he's, 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 he's hearing us really tell the truth about all this. That Roman Reigns is a jackass? Yeah. Um, the longest so. time hashtag, uh, probably, he was the biggest ass kisser of Roman Reigns. He was his cheerleader. That's probably, that's probably it. He's listening to me. He's listening to Gerard. He's listening to you. Michelle's listening to JD. Yeah. Oh so my that's God! Cool. I'm going to have a damn shirt made for John that says, "I'm Roman Reigns' number one fan." With a freaking choo-choo sewed into the bitch and send it to him. And John says, "And go to Colorado to wear the biggest beard and biggest hair." What the heck? <laughs> I don't know what that was all Colorado. about. What does that have to do with it? I don't know. Can I get my oh. predict- can I get my predictions in? Okay. Uh, now the Iceman says that he was not going to be able to come on Sunday. The Gerard Michelle, let's, let's see what let's see what JD has. For oh for. yeah, JD, bring it. I'm ready. Okay. I'm... Okay. okay. Hold on. Hold on. Hold Both on. the car. Hold on here. Um, I'm going to note this because I I I have got to I have got to hear I have got to hear this. And JD, please go slowly one at a time. Tell me which match you're talking about. Okay. okay. All right. Our okay. first one will go. These are in no order in particular. And if okay. that, if anyone wants to pick up that with me, I'm fair game. Okay. First match, the pre-show match, the Usos versus Brizongo. Um, the Usos have been getting a lot of booze lately over the last few weeks. However, and it seems like they're trying to turn them into heels now, again. Brizongo, I'm not a big fan of Fandango, but I am a fan, of course, of Prince Pretty. I think Brizongo needs to win more than the Usos, so I think it's not going to be a pretty night for the Usos, so I'm going to take Brizongo in that one. Okay, hold on a second. Let me write that down. All right. Because, like I said, I'm I'm going to know this. This is going to be good. All right. All right. All right. Go ahead, JD. Next, we'll go to the six-person tag. Again, these are in no order. Cena and uh, his boys end zone cast versus AJ and the club. AJ and the club will dominate once again, I feel. 
as Super Cena will feel the wrath of the Styles Clash. Hold on, this is club, and you feel that the club will win this. Yes. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Next. All right. Go ahead. Okay. The Wyatt versus the New Day. This is going to be a really good match, but I think the New Day is going to be overpowered at the end. I think the Wyatts come out with the win in this one. Oh. Uh, question is: Is the tag titles have to do with this match? I don't no. know. No, no, not this time. They're, no, they're not. Okay, I, I've been at. I thought they were on the line too, but no, they're not. They're not. Okay, I've been curious about that. Okay, go ahead. Okay. okay. Next, we'll go to the blonde and the bitches. The blonde bitches themselves, the BB duo of Brooke and uh, Charlotte Flair versus Sasha and uh, her partner. It will be Sasha and Nikki coming through and putting Miss Dana Brooke and Charlotte Flair on notice because Sasha's coming for Charlotte's belt at SummerSlam. So I think Charlotte is going to be in for a rude awakening with the return of Nikki Bella. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Mystery. Uh, let's see. Okay, hold on. Let me read. Let's see. Uh, let's see. Uh, okay. Uh, let's see. Partner. Mm-hmm. Do you feel that her and Sasha will win this match? Yes. Okay. Uh, JD, before you go to any more matches, I have to do do a three-minute warning as Rico. Uh, Gerard, if you can do the plug real fast, we'll go in a little bit of overtime here while JD goes through all this. I will be right back. All right. This plug's brought to you by Spark Plug, because all plugs need a spark. One seven two four 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 seventy four forty four. The ID number is one three eight. Zero five five press pound press one, and you can hear all our lovely voices right now. <laughs> Whether you... you want to or not. Yes. <laughs> Did you guys hear what happened in Germany today? No. Uh, the shooting. Yes. Yeah. Very sad. Very very sad. Yeah, another shooting, Michelle, apparently in some mall in Munich, how our ten people were killed, including the shooter. Oh, Jesus. Mm-mm-mm. Yep. When will it oh. stop, eh? I don't know. And I shudder to think because after I got off the phone with you guys last night, however, I only got to see maybe two minutes, the last two minutes of the speech of Trump. It's like, I want to puke. Believe me, I want to puke so badly. So I watched something that made me laugh worthwhile. And it was worthwhile laughing in Practical Jokers. I love that show. They're coming to town here in October. I cannot wait. I'm trying to get tickets for that show. And those guys are such a stitch. I mean, the one episode that I saw last night was when, I guess, Sal was uh, punished, was being the biggest loser of the night, however, and he ended up helping uh, this one guy give birth to a baby cow. And I could not stop laughing. I mean, I was 
almost crying to the point that I couldn't stop howling for almost ten minutes. I mean, I was like, just, you're like, you got to be kidding me, right? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was sending myself. Thank you very much, Joar, for taking care of that plug for me. We've already done four matches there, JD. Uh, we did the uh, up to. We've done past the women's tag match. Uh, yep. Go ahead and, and match number five, please. All right, match number five, <laughs> however, is going to be the Darren Young Miz affair. The question is, can we make Darren Young great again? I hope so. But you know what? You're going to see Miz in her blonde, French, cocky, arrogant, narcissistic attitude play a part here. I want to see Darren Young win this, but I don't think he's ready just yet. The Miz is going to steal this one by help from Maurice the Blonde Bimbo as well. So as much as I don't want to go with Miz in this one, I'm going to have to take Miz in this one. This pains me to even say those words. I cannot stand the Miz as a person, both in and out of the ring, he will beat Darren Young. So I think Young and Backlund suffer a setback here. Are you saying that he may have help from Maurice? Of course. Who else would he get help from? You think Bob Backlund will be at ringside during this? Yeah, he should be. I think so, yeah, because it makes okay. sense. All right. Okay, go ahead. All right, Gerard's going to like this next one. Sammy and KO. This is going to be a great match. This is my, I mean, my favorite match of the whole night by far. The Ricky Steamboat Randy Savage of 2016, or how many years they've been fighting, whatever. I love Sammy. I love KO. This was a coin flip for me. This is definitely a coin flip for me, but you know what, Har? I think Sammy has to end it in style, so the hula of a kick will come into play. Sammy gets the dupe here and beats KO. Oh. It's gonna be t- that was tough because I mean those two are gonna tear down the building in Washington. They really are. They're gonna steal the show. I feel. Okay. Next one. All right, another one that's gonna affect me. My girl against Gerard's girl, Becky and Natty. You know, I like the new attitude of Natty. I like the fearsome uh, temper of Becky. This is tough to call, but you know what? Becky needs something here, and I think Becky's gonna show Miss Natty Nightheart who is the fearsome diva in this one. This is going to be another good match. I think Becky's going to pull out the upset here in this one. Okay. All right. Rusev versus Long Island IC. Uh, of course, you got Drago and Lamila, the Russian-Bulgarian, uh, whatever you want to call them, the international uh, flavors of the month, taking on the Rocky Balboa of the WWE, who has had a pretty good run so far this year. And should get a rub here. I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to pull a shocker out. I think Long Island IC is going to win it. I think he can do it. This is his night. So what? Long Island Are IC... you freaking crazy? I think he can beat him. I really do. Call me. I know it's crazy, but I'm going with it. Taking <coughs> Ryder. All right. We got to bet on this one. All right. I'm sorry. You, I'm sorry you didn't bet me on. I'm sorry you didn't bet me on Sammy and Owens because oh, I was. Oh, I, I was waiting, but uh, this is this is this is one you're gonna go with me on. Okay. Rusev crush. Rusev plus. All right. And let's see. Uh, I think we got uh, how many more do we got? I think we got one or two more, don't we? I think we've been one or two more. Uh, the triple threat. Uh, I think Dean's gonna retain here. However. Somehow, some way, but 
you never know. You could see Orton come out of nowhere and send a message to maybe both Rollins and Dean saying he's back after he does his little spiel with Jericho in the highlight reel and say, I'm back here to make a statement. And that could set up the big, uh, maybe fatal four-way possibly for SummerSlam. It could happen. But I think Dean's going to, they're going to have to keep the belt on Dean. I think it makes sense for him to stay champion just a little longer. Because if they do it after less than a month, then, I mean, what the hell was that, like, brief mile push for? You know, I think Dean deserves another month with the belt, at least until SummerSlam. So I'm going to say Dean comes out of D.C. with the belt still. Okay. Uh, John just made a comment here. I know, J.D., you said these were not in order. Yeah. But John said if they put Rusev versus Ryder for the U.S. title in on, in, on Battleground before the world title triple threat match, he said he's going to have a pee break. <laughs> that, that's, that, that's your uh, yeah yeah. That that I'm surprised he's going with that one. You should. I mean, no offense to the pre-show, John. Take the piss break during the pre-show. I'll go Uso match. I mean, in the pre-show, get that done with early. Believe me, because I have a feeling the semi-main event could be the Becky uh, affair unless they decide to push uh, the Sasha affair to the semi-main, which I don't think is going to happen. But I think they could push maybe Becky and I to that spot, or maybe. Even uh, possibly, uh, what match am I thinking of? The, uh, there was another match. Miz uh, and uh, possibly uh, uh, Darren Young. That could be your semi-main event. You never know. Right. Well, let's run down what J.D.'s predictions are. And I think, Gerard, you all, you've, already, you've, already, uh, <clears throat> you've already said you want to bet J.D. on one of these. And, uh, <laughs> uh, so let me go and run down what, uh, what J.D. has said. Uh First off, here in the pre in the pre show, Usos versus Brizongo. He's JD has picked Brizongo to win this match. In the six man tag with Cena, Enzo, and Cass versus the Club, you have picked the Club to win this match. Uh, the uh, the match between the Whites and New Day, you believe that the Whites will pull the win off in this. Uh, in the women's tag match, you believe that the mystery partner for Sasha Banks will be Nikki Bella, and you believe that her and Sasha will win this match. <clears throat> You believe the IC title match between the Miz and Darren Young. You believe that Miz will retain, but you think somehow Maurice will be involved in this match. In the next, in the next match between Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, you feel Sami Zayn will pull off a win in this. In the other women's match between Becky Lynch and Natalya, you feel that Becky Lynch is going to pull off a win in this. In the one that Gerard has already said he will bet you on, <laughs> the U.S. title match between Rusev and Zack Ryder, you have chosen Zack Ryder. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and then the WWE title triple threat match, you believe that Dean Ambrose is going to retain that title. So, uh, J.D., uh, do you wish to change any of them before uh, before I go on? At this point in time, I will not change my picks. Okay. Uh, Gerard, um, you said you were wanting to bet against J.D. on the U.S. title match. Is that correct, sir? That is correct. And oh, I'm re- I got to hear this. Okay, fire uh-huh. away. I'm ready. Go ahead, Gerard. All right. If you lose yes. the bet, you got to put up Rusev's profile picture for three days. If I lose, I'll put up Zack Ryder's profile picture for three days. And how about also not only the profile, however, but what about any of Rusev's uh, old stuff from NXT and early stuff too, within the past year? Yeah, we can do that. 
All right, you're on. I'll accept it. Okay, so, so, so what I'm so what I'm hearing is that Gerard has chosen Rusev to win this match, and and I was about to say KO KD has chosen Zack Ryder to win this match, and 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 Gerard, you said that if Rusev wins, JD had to post uh, uh, stuff pertaining to Rusev on um, where does he have to post it at? Uh, JD, where do I have to post that at? Uh, for me, I will I will post it on. Uh, to post the stuff for you, JD. Okay, for me, for me, it'll be on my page, and if I uh, lose, I will do it on your regular Facebook page. Yes. All right. All right. Yes. And, uh, JD's got a new JD's got a new one. I think his old one was hacked or something. Uh, yeah, that's a new one, so it's not hacked anymore. My new one's up good to go. I got an idea. Uh-oh, Michelle's got something up. Hold on. Yes, Michelle. Uh, Gerard, if Russo wins, and since you're such great at making all these pictures and and stuff, you can make a Mimi and, like, like put Russo and then JD's picture on there and put Russo crush and then put it on his face. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I think it's cool. I like it. <laughs> get get the accolade put on me. Uh, okay. I suppose you're not taking me on, Michelle. What? I suppose you haven't got me in yet, however. You and no, I. No, no, no. I'm not betting it, Battleground. Nope, nope, nope. No bets for me. Uh, I know shocking, but I'm not. Uh-huh. And believe it or not, John is also doing his predictions as well, and I am making notes of that right now, so so bear with me here. Uh, uh, okay. uh, give me a second. Uh, let me see here. And just for the record, I will not bet at SummerSlam for the Brock Lesnar and Randy Orton fight either. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, let me let me tell you what John has here for. Uh, uh, let me tell you what John has to say here, and I've already made a note of that. I may read these on Sunday, but uh, I'm sure I'm sure y'all might want to hear this anyway. Uh, he's saying in the first match, he's saying that Brizongo will beat the Usos. That the mat, the the pay per view should start out with the Whites versus the New Day, and he leaves the Whites. You want to pull off the win in that. He, and then the then the Intercontinental Title match, and he believes that Maurice is going to help the Miz cheat and retain the belt. Then he also believes that it's Becky Lynch versus Natalya, 
And in his words, he says, I think the ginger head is going to win this one. <laughs> ginger <laughs> Ginger head. Oh, that's that's a new one on me. Okay. And then he says, <laughs> Rusev versus... Oh, I'm sorry, Michelle. Go ahead. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm clearing my throat. Okay. Uh, Rusev versus Ryder for the U.S. title. It could be Ryder, but it looks like it might be Rusev in dominant fashion. Uh, no kidding. Uh, KO versus Zane. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, no, no. I got that wrong. I got I got that wrong. Uh, believe, it or, believe it or not, uh, uh, he says it'll be a pop-up powerbomb for Zane. He's thinking KO's going to pull off a win in that. And he says, sorry, Gerard, I just had to say that. <laughs> okay. Uh, then he believes that the six-man tag between the club and AJ and the, and the team of Cena, Enzo, and Cass, and he believes that the club will be victorious in that. And then, of course, the women's tag match with Sasha, Sasha Banks and her mystery partner against Charlotte and Dana Brooke. And he also believes still, like everybody else has been saying, that, that Sasha's partner is going to be Nikki Bella and that Sasha and Nikki Bella are going to win the match. Uh, as for the triple threat match for the WWE title, he believes that it's either going to be Dean retaining or it's going to be Seth Rollins. But John is also saying, <clears throat> uh, but I'm just telling you what he says here, but in his return, it might be Roman Reigns, then we have to hear him say, I'm not the good guy, I'm not the bad guy, I'm the guy. Oh, my God, I'm going to freaking take his ass to Suplex City. <laughs> He's saying might. Okay. He's just saying might. Okay. So we'll just have to wait and see what happens. Uh, so, John and J.D., thank you for giving us your prediction. John, hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. This is coming out you and Ooh. Gerard now. I'm coming out swinging right now. I'm ready. Okay. So, J.D., you... you the one match uh-huh. I'm going to address is the Sami Zayn Owens match to both Gerard and to John. Uh, oh, he's challenging. Wait a minute, JD, you're challenging. You're challenging. You're betting. You're betting. You're betting against two at once. Uh huh. You're betting against both Gerard and John. Yep. Gerard, are you listening to this, sir? I am. I am. Ron, are you listening to this? All right. Here's my terms. John, for you, it's quite simple, however. Monday on Raw Radio, however, if KO should win, we play a KO's theme to start out the show and introduce Gerard the same way. If Sammy wins, however, and if it's okay with Chad, next Tuesday night on Revolution, when I come on, Chad has to play Sammy's intro for me when I come on the air. You mean it's the opening theme or just for you? So, that is my terms. Now, are you talking about for the overall show? No, just when I come on as we start the show. Well, you are keep in mind, bud, remember our policy about that. Yeah, but we can do it for this, for the bet. Do it for the best. Okay. We'll do it for the best. Okay. Yep. <laughs> okay. So, 
So, so John and Gerard, I hope you do hear what uh, JD is proposing. That uh, uh, so, Gerard and John, I ask you both. Uh, John says, uh, John is saying that's asking me to do it for the bet, and he actually accepts the bet. All right. Gerard, do you accept JD's bet? JD, get yeah. ready, because you're going to get a pop-up <laughs> powerbomb. I am ready, and I wish you both good luck. <laughs> oh, this is going to be good. Can I be the referee in this shit, please? <laughs> Better yet, Michelle, I'll let you be the judge. Better than the referee. I'll even put on the referee outfit, not the men's, but the women's. <laughs> Yeah, you can tie it up in the knot. There you go. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, uh, JD and John, thank you very much. Of course, JD will not make it to our prediction show on Sunday afternoon, as will not John. Because John will actually be at the show on Sunday. And John says, on that note, you got to have a good night. I'll be back on Wild Radio this Monday to talk about my experience at the show. And he says, stay tuned. Well, John, you be, you be careful on your trip to D.C., and be careful yeah. and have fun. And, and we will talk to you uh, Monday on Raw Radio, sir. And, and John, I don't want to see any freaking pictures of Roman Reigns. Thank you. <laughs> John, John, any, any pictures you got, keep it to your – keep it on your wall. Don't put it on – do not put it to be on the safe side, John, and Gerard, Michelle, and JD are my witnesses. Yes. Do not put it on any WCWS page, and if you do, I'll never hear the end of it. That's all I want to say. <laughs> no, no, because you'll be spiteful enough to be uh, to put it on my damn wall. And then that's and if that's the case, I'm going to bombard his wall with Seth Rollins pictures. Well, or bombard his wall with a bowl of beef or a bowl of beefaroni. I don't know. Let me <laughs> Yeah, it is. Okay, Shawn, just let you know real quick, Chad. It is Shawn Michaels' birthday today. He turns 51 today. Oh, Shawn. Okay, yeah. In it fact, said it on the history page. Yeah. Yep. It, it did say it briefly that it was Shawn Michaels' birthday, but it didn't give any details about it. Yeah, and your boy Kevin Nash actually sent out a tweet there, Michelle, about him today. Yeah, I saw that. Pretty cool. Happy birthday, my brother. How are you? I'm bouncing at a strip club still. I love you, Oh, yeah. That's awesome. I, I follow all of them on Twitter. Very nice. Well, John, good night there. Thank you very much, sir, for popping on. For popping on. And be careful, of course. Mr. Bus Machine John Gross this weekend will be in D.C. leading up to WWE Battleground. <clears throat> so he will not make it to our prediction show on Sunday because he will be at the show. As will not, as, of course, like I said, the Iceman Jerry Drama will not be on our show Sunday afternoon either. Uh, <clears throat> so that's why he got, they got their predictions in. And so their predictions will be read on Sunday's show. On that note, I want to thank everyone for coming on tonight for episode number 192. And also, don't forget, guys, Tuesday, August 9th is our is, the, is another milestone. Is episode number 200. So keep that date keep that date in mind. And my That's, child goes back to school. That is, really? that is a darn shame, man. Oh, my God. I dread it. Yeah. 
I know. Did any of you guys see the new SmackDown and Raw logos? No. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, I, I haven't seen them yet. It's pretty cool. Uh, they're pretty badass. Yeah. The Raw is okay. SmackDown's better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah, okay. I would agree. One question I wanted to ask. I didn't get a chance to ask John this, but I'll ask everyone here because everybody, because John was the only one on the chat box. Let me ask everybody else here. And everyone that enjoyed it, I'll start with you, and I'll make this brief. Does, does the draft that we just had this past week, does it, do you think it will, <clears throat> will affect this Sunday's battleground in a good or a bad way? Gerard, I will start with you first. In a good way. In a good way. Michelle. I have to agree. I'd say a good way, too. I think it's going to give a little bit more height. Okay. J.D.? I'll second that. Yep, I'll agree with both of them. Yep, I agree. It has to. They have to. They really have to. Okay. Because these matches were already made prior to this draft, so they have to go on. This is the last time they're probably going to end up teaming with each other anyway like this. And afterwards, it changes. The, the, the landscape changes after Sunday anyway. Yep. So... So, so it's going to be good to see atmosphere afterwards. So, <clears throat> thank you for everyone, everyone for everyone's thoughts and opinions on tonight for the wrestling news and views and the history and birthdays on for the great wrestling talk we had here tonight, and of course that we've had this past week too, too as well. And uh, and to close us out on this extended edition of Revolution, which is of course like the number 192 here tonight, eight away from the number 200, as I said before. The man himself, King NWO, will take us home. Go ahead, my man. Take it away. There's been another edition of WCW Revolution. Uh, The people that were attendant in this call were according to the boss Chad Hinshaw the classy lady MLD (laughs) the JD the Iceman John the Human Suplex Machine and last but not least, King NWO GTS. God bless. Good night. Take care. Have a sunny day tomorrow and see you in the ring. Good night. Good night. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.